0: Our scripture reading this morning is from Mark chapter 6, verses 30 to 44. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest awhile, For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Prophet Isaiah declares that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord stands forever. And friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For my 20th birthday, my parents took me out to eat at a, at a nice restaurant, and before we were seated, I noticed in the distance that my sister-in-law and my niece and my sister-in-law's parents happened to be seated uh, at a table, and I thought, wow, what a coincidence that we're at the same restaurant, so I go over uh, to say hello to them, and then I realized that my uncle and my cousins from the complete opposite side of the family are sitting there too. And I think, wow, what a coincidence that they happen to meet them here, and and they're all sitting together. And then my mom says, surprise. Oh! (laughs) It's a surprise birthday party. (laughs) But it took me a while to get that, didn't it? And that's very true of the disciples in the gospel stories. They see things that Jesus does. God does things through them, but it still takes them a while to fully get it and to fully understand who Jesus is. And so in our passage this morning, the disciples have just gotten back from a mission Jesus sent them on, and they have seen God work in their lives. And now he tells them, let's let's go to a deserted place so that you can get rest. But unfortunately, the rest gets quickly interrupted by a large crowd. And rather than being angry, Jesus has compassion on them and he takes time for them. The passage says he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Now, sheep without a shepherd is a metaphor for people without a leader. Now, certainly, the the Jewish people had leaders and the Sadducees and the Pharisees, but if we read the Bible, we know that they weren't very good leaders. They were leading people astray. They were throwing on burdens that God never intended for them. They were even picking and choosing what commandments they wanted to obey. And so, truly, they had no real shepherd, no real leader. And Jesus is the real shepherd. He comes to be the promised shepherd of the people of Israel. He teaches because that is how we, as sheep, are led. Truly, Jesus is the good shepherd. He is our shepherd. Quote I read the other day says that without a shepherd, sheep move about aimlessly, wandering here and there, getting lost, and generally paying little heed to the dangers around them. It is not a compliment that Jesus calls us his sheep. Sheep are rather dumb animals that will follow each other off a cliff. And I'm not kidding. In 2005, BBC reported, Turkish shepherds watched in horror as hundreds of their sheep followed each other over a cliff First, one sheep went over the cliff edge, only to be followed by the whole flock. Sheep need a shepherd to guide them. And just as the people in this desolate place need Jesus and his teaching and wisdom, so do we. We need Jesus to guide us, to show us what it means to live as a people created in God's image and likeness, and to be a people who bear his name. We need Jesus to show it what it show us what it means to be human, to live act to live according to the purpose for which he made us. To show us how to live our lives with and for God, the way God intended us to live. Do we listen to our shepherd? We can very easily deceive ourselves. Uh, to act more like wandering sheep comes very naturally to us anyone who's ever had a moment where they realized gee that wasn't such a good idea after they did something knows that we can easily deceive ourselves what we think is best isn't always what's best for instance putting regular dish soap in the dishwasher probably wasn't a good idea say nothing Anyone who's ever followed the crowd and wound up getting themselves in trouble knows that the crowd doesn't always get things right either. For instance, maybe it seems like a really cool adventure to go into a store with your friends and, like, steal something, and then, oh, cool, we stole it, we got it out of the store. And that's really cool until you wind up in jail. That is not a personal story, by the way, just a family story. Um, And for those of us who are older... Have you ever had a moment where you realized that something your parents said to you wasn't actually as dumb as you thought it was? I realized that my mom's continual nagging about cleaning had a lot to do with making sure that legions of ants didn't take over our home, which after I moved out, I learned the hard way. We need Jesus to lead us as our shepherd. Because we are prone to go the wrong way. We are prone to give what God deserves to other lesser things. We are prone to listen to other voices instead of his. And although we teach our children, knowing that our children need guidance, sometimes it's more difficult for us to receive guidance, especially from the Lord. But Jesus' word is good and it's true, and he will not steer us wrong, even when obeying him is difficult. We need him to show us the truth of who God is in the midst of other voices that misunderstand or flat out lie about who he is. Do we put his words into practice in our lives? Or do we listen to the other voices that don't always tell us the truth? Do we close up our ears and follow other sheep without a shepherd right off the cliff? Or do we follow the wisdom and the guidance of the Son of God? Let's follow Jesus as our shepherd. Now time passes in the story. And the disciples tell Jesus, hey, you need to send the crowd away so that they can go and buy themselves something to eat. And I just got to say, I love it when the disciples, you know, think Jesus doesn't know what he's doing and try to advise him. It's like, do you not? You still don't get it, do you? Jesus says, you give them something to eat. And you can almost hear their eyebrows raising. Do you not realize there are 5,000 people here? Do you realize how ridiculous that sounds, Jesus? That's, that's 200 denarii. And denarii is a, is a monetary measurement. 200 denarii was the equivalent of eight months' worth of paychecks, which would buy about 2,400 loaves of bread, which probably you couldn't even fill that order in any of the surrounding towns because they had less than 5,000 people in those villages. So tons of money. Impossible. But... Is Jesus asking them to pull their money or is he calling them to believe in faith? Is he asking them to run out and buy bread or is he telling them to look to God to provide? They've just come back from a journey that he sent them out on where he gave them the authority to cast out demons. They've, they've healed the sick in his name. They've preached the gospel. Jesus even told them, don't bring any food with you that God would provide, and God did. And they're still missing it. Despite what they've seen, they still miss it. They only look to the moment and to the impossible circumstance, not to their shepherd and provider. And so he has them go and see how much they have available, a whopping five loaves and two fish. That is barely enough to feed my son for one day. And he takes the small amount. He says, a blessing, and he divides it. With 5,000 people and so little, you would think everyone just gets a little crumb. But this is Jesus we're talking about the one who healed diseases, who drove out a legion of demons, who calmed the violent wind and sea, brought a dead girl back to life. And that's just the first five chapters of Mark. What does it say? There is more than enough to fill the bellies of all 5,000 men and to have 12 baskets full of leftovers. Jesus miraculously provides food in a desolate place. He feeds them spiritually first with his word and then physically with bread and fish. And this event shows us that Jesus is greater He is greater than Moses. He is greater than all the prophets. He's not just another good godly guy. He is more than that. This story is familiar because what Jesus is doing here is he's reenacting the Old Testament story. Mark really wants us to know that they're in a desolate place. He repeats it three times. And what is a desolate place? It's a deserted place. It's an isolated place. Bread provided in a deserted place to a people. That's exactly what God did when the Israelites came out of Egypt. God miraculously provided manna, bread from heaven for them each day. And now Jesus is providing bread in the wilderness in this moment in need, and he is providing even more than is needed. He's working a greater miracle because he's doing it by his authority and because he is greater. And so the story of the exodus is really happening again in Jesus. But this time it's an exodus, a rescue not from sin and death, but it's, oh, no, it it is an exodus from sin and death, rather, and an entrance and journey not to the physical kingdom of Israel, but to the eternal kingdom of God. Jesus is not just a new Moses, he's God himself, the promised king. The same God who brought bread to the Israelites then is the same one doing it now. And from this we understand that Jesus is our provider, that he meets our needs. Now we got to remember that our greatest needs are not uh, a new car or nicer clothes, more money, Cooler teachers, better behaved kids, a healthier body, a more attractive body, or more friends, or whatever. Many of these are good things. Some of them are actually needs. But we see here that Jesus provides first spiritual food before physical food. Because our greatest need is to know and follow Jesus. If we had nothing else, that would be enough because it means we dwell with him forever. Even if our life was in shambles for all 80, 90 years that we are here on earth, we would be with him at the end for eternity with no more suffering, no more mourning, no more pain. 90 years, 100 years, 200 years even of pain is nothing compared to an eternity forever with God. And yet, Jesus is always with us, even in our worst moments. He walks with us, and He does provide for our physical needs. Now, sometimes He shows us that what we think is a need isn't. Sometimes He shows us that we can live on less than we thought we could, because a good shepherd would know. But He does provide for our needs, even when things are tough. Do we rely on Christ? to meet our true needs, even when things are difficult? Do we look to the moment and to the circumstances, or do we look to our shepherd and provider? What about the needs of others? Jesus involved the disciples in meeting the crowd's need for food. He had them gather the food that they had. He had them distribute the food will we rely on Christ to become agents of God to help meet others' needs in his name? We live in a very individualistic culture where uh, it's very easy to think, that's not my problem. Even when we have the ability to help. We live in a culture where it's easy to think, well, why should I sacrifice my hard-earned money and time to help them? Why can't they just fix themselves? Why Why do I have to care? And the answer to those questions is because Jesus sacrificed his life for us and because Jesus cared. Many years ago, George Mueller, this was back in the 1800s, I believe, he ran an orphanage and he became a source of God's provision to children in need. Yet he and the orphanage were also in need of God's provision. And as the story goes, the children are dressed and ready for school, but there is no food for them to eat, the house mother of the orphanage informed George Mueller. George asked her to take the 300 children into the dining room and have them sit at the tables. He thanked God for the food and waited. George knew God would provide food for the children as he always did within minutes a baker knocked on the door mr Mueller, he said last night i couldn't sleep somehow i knew that you would need bread this morning i got up and baked three batches for you i will bring it in soon there was another knock at the door it was the milkman his cart had just broken down in front of the orphanage the milk would spoil by the time the wheel was fixed He asked George if he could use some free milk. George smiled as the milkman brought in 10 large cans of milk. It was just enough for the 300 thirsty children. Will we trust God to meet our needs? Will we choose to be agents of Jesus who uses us to meet the needs of others? Will we embrace Jesus for all that he is, the Son of the living God, and follow him as our shepherd wherever he leads, knowing that following him will always lead us better than following the crowd. Let us pray. Lord, you are our shepherd and provider. We thank you that you are, that you lead us, and you lead us well. We pray that you would help us to be people that are obedient to your word, not out of obligation, but out of love, knowing that you care for us. And we pray that you would increase our faith to trust in whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, that you will provide, you will be there. And even then we can find joy and peace in you. Draw us closer to you day by day. Help us to see the ways that you're working. In Jesus' name, amen.